So how far yeah. along in Game of Thrones are you, by the way? We're getting. I'm done. I'm talking to oh. Crofton. We still. Have, you, you just and I... told me. You just told me I needed to watch one episode before. No, July that's 1st. a that's a rolling thing. So your spoilers are coming soon, buddy. What? What do you mean a rolling thing? Like you can't, I'm not going to win a year for you to watch episode number two. Just watch the show. <laughs> is that your no, plan? I, no, no. <laughs> I watched three episodes. You are now listening to Good, Bad, or Bullshit. Hello and welcome. The Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast. Here we discuss random topics, semi-random topics now. We have an unrehearsed conversation about that topic, and then we provide to you, the listener, a quality review, that of Good, Bad, or Bullshit, hence the name. My name is Mike Hodgins, and I'm one of your three hosts on this show, along with Mr. Bo Schwartz. Hello, Bo. Hi, Michael. Thank you for that wonderful introduction. You're welcome. I and Crofton Steers. Oh, thank you. And Crofton Steers. Also, hello, Crofton. Crofton holding up a photo of his daughter, showing that he's a superior parent to me because I forgot to order my child's uh, student pictures this but year. Also, he probably shouldn't have done that. Yeah, because now it's and on the that, internet. Now he's forever. also muted. Yeah, that's 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 par for the course. It was a, it was a total grand slam. Yeah, student pictures. Uh, I was. Uh, it was uh, my daughter's photos at school. We just got them today. I wanted to show them in particular because I knew of Mike's failure as a father and wanted to be <laughs> sure that all the listeners were also aware. He did not order the photos. Oh, <laughs> what a fool. Well, look, I didn't need to because I got this class picture, which my son is also in. See, there he oh, is. Right there. They, they give you that anyway? Oh, yeah. He's still in the class, Crofton. Come on. No, but I thought, you'd have to, I thought you'd have to pay for the photo. No, everyone gets the uh, the class oh, really? picture, even the poor kids. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, well, because that's arguably what <laughs> you know. I didn't order a picture of the part. Like, oh, his parents are got no. That's money. an extremely elitist thing to say. Was a joke, obviously. About <laughs> don't the don't worry, little Ivan. You get the group shot. We'll just cut your face out of the group picture and put it in a and put it in a frame, son. We promise Did, to buy your. You can zoom it on here. Photoshop, or wait. You'd have to use free Photoshop since you're poor. It's true. Did Ivan, uh, did, did he raise any sort of concerns about not getting photos? No, he does not give a shit. Okay. And his no, photos are kind of weird this time. We, we came will... home with them. They looked weird, the samples. I was like, what's up? He looks doesn't look like himself. And he said, I was trying to smile because he's really big on a fake smile. He does like yeah. a super teethy yeah. fake smile, which I think is cute. But I guess the photographer told him not to do that. So then he had this really weird look like a deer in a headlight kind of expression. It was not good. And I was like, man, well, screw the next that time, The next time there's photos, send a note with him. Saying to the photographer, stop say, trying to let him, the souls let him of young children. Let just them write, no, it should write, just not, okay, you're getting carried away. It should say, let my child smile however he wishes to. Thanks. And yeah. if he doesn't, you'll be hearing from my lawyer or something. My lawyer. Because <laughs> that'll be a, a good use of funds to retain the services of the lawyer. But, but in all seriousness, you can write a note politely requesting that they don't try to teach your child how to smile. I think it's pretty much an assembly line. I don't think the photographer is like reading everyone's. They're just like, come on, kid. Let's work it through. I got 300 of these today. 
<laughs> yeah, but it's your child. I don't know. I don't know why we're empathizing with uh, some poor photographer trying to earn a living <laughs> taking pictures of kids. Hurry, hurry! It is time for the people uh, as court, and it is uh, Michael Hodgins, uh, the case of Michael Hodgins and the Hodgins family versus Kitty Photography. Uh, at representing Kitty Photography is uh, the photographer Crofton Steers, uh, and and I would. I would come in and doing? be like, what's, what's your problem, man? I take tons of photos of kids. Your kid is just like one of many. I, it's assembly line, sausage factory here. You you would tell me right off, and then they would throw out the ridiculous case. <coughs> Wait, are you on yeah, the side well, of big photography? Yeah, always. <laughs> He's against yeah, Traitor. the other guy. Traitor, you need to be standing up for parents, not for the corporate man. Yeah, you know, I got a side gig. What can I say? Yeah. I figure, like every second year, if I get the photos, it'll sort of capture his youth. You know, I'm not too worried about it. I mean, you it can get sort your... of captures <laughs> you. You can get your own photos done too. You know, the... Yeah, that's what I said. I was like, "What's a big deal? I take photos all the time." I just, I just like next year when he forgets, Mike, Mike will be like, you know, every three years, like how much does a kid grow really? And then the next <laughs> year, it's like, you know, they only give you passport photos every five years. It's true. I don't have yeah, a lot of photos true. of me. Although there's a lot of video of me out there. And a few memes. Um <laughs> hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. So sorry, I didn't I made this about me. Anyways, it was nice seeing pictures of your kids. Are you, how are you guys doing? What's going on? What's news? It's been two weeks. What's what's the uh what's the what's the scuttlebutt? The the scuttlebutt. What's the chat? What's the chant around the campfire? Ah, things are good, I guess. Like, okay. whatever. Just, uh, for our American listeners and international listeners, it's full-on winter arrived for a very short period of time here in Canada. There's been snow and, and cold. And I think, it, if, to me, it's a little early. I could use, like, three more weeks, like, end of December. That's when I like That's when I like the snow to finally hit. So I've been pretty – I got sick. I think that – I don't know if that happened between the last episode or not. But I definitely got sick and I'm cold. And oh yeah, I guess did we we didn't talk about it on the show, but some guy last weekend kicked in the front door of the downstairs neighbor's house. <laughs> like that happened. Oh, yeah. Um and apparently the, uh, he heard from another neighbor too, so they broke there was a car broken into uh, a little farther down the road. So that was It's just like drunken students like there that's that's what I bet it was. I don't oh. know. I think I've seen so I'm up pretty late video games. I went out to my porch had a Really? Story. Oops. And um I went out on my porch this one night, and there was a guy in the hood who walked up to a car, and he was like, oh, trying to open the back door. And he kind of looked up at me, and I'm like, this guy, that fucking guy's trying to break in. But then he stopped immediately and just kept, like, zoomed off as, as fast as I could see. And I'm like... Good for you. You're the neighborhood watch, Bo. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> who knew staying up you know all hours funny? playing it's... video games would pay off? Also, the uh, the... Uh... The the usefulness of having smokers around, and now that we've made sure they can't smoke in the house, they have to go outside. When I had, I've mentioned him before, Douglas, former student, a neighbor of mine, lived in the basement next door. Student he was like a chain. <laughs> He way. Well, I like he, if he was on CNN get, being interviewed to be like student neighbors. <laughs> well, I think I think he's a university student who lives next door. I don't know what else to say. Yeah, I think that neighbor. we 
We previously referred to him as pot smoking Douglas or something Douglas? like that. Whoa, really we're outing enjoyed. him on national, international radio. No, we already have. Mike gave me all sorts of crap Don't, for it. Hey, look, if Douglas was here, he'd be like, yeah, I love some pot. That's He's, true. He worked he'd, be, in the pot he'd be okay with it. I've talk, it's I've, legal in yeah, Canada. Okay. All right. Douglas is a cool dude. Anyway, Shout out, Douglas. So, 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 but he was, out smoke, he was out smoking all the time and literally operated like, and he was up all night playing video games too, but he would go out smoking every 20 minutes and he was like neighborhood watch. There was like, cause there was a guy breaking into cars around here and, and Douglas was like, he's like, I seen that guy and I told him to F off one time. And I was like, oh yeah, good old Douglas. I, I don't, I don't know how he smokes weed and play video games. I, I tried to do that a few weeks ago, and I he's can't. been practicing since he's thirteen. So you <laughs> need practice because I, I can't do it. I, I sit, in, I sat, I, I got high, like because it's legal here in Canada. In case anyone's wondering, and for my birthday, my mom, yeah, got me, FBI, my mom got me weed. Um, <laughs> so it's my mother that gave it to me. So this is this is very above board. Awesome. And um, so I was like, oh, let me smoke some, and then I sat down to play some Diablo. And I just I couldn't do it. Like, I just couldn't, yeah, well, I couldn't you know, take it. Gotta... I was, like, moving, and I'm like, this hurts my chest. And I'm like, I, I don't <laughs> know why. I was just like, ah, this is so hard. So I'm like, fuck video games. And I, you know, I'm just like, I can't do that. So I'm like, when you say Douglas is like, because he likes League of Legends. And I'm like, that's a competitive game. Like, a second-to-second Twitch competitive game. And I'm like, how are you getting high and playing that game? You must he's, suck at the game. He's also drinking like five Red Bulls. Oh and, my God. You know, who knows? Yeah, it balances else. downers with uppers. Also, I like that both those games have lots of lights and colors. Oh, like, yeah, I just oh, imagine yeah. Bo sitting down. Like, I've tried to play fucking Diablo with you guys on a TV or whatever, where it's like, I can't see shit of what's going on. Like, things are exploding left and right. There's yeah. like Nova, Nova, triple Nova, yeah, but or the, whatever. The, 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 um, uh, we doesn't like hallucinogenic. Hallucin- hallucinogenic or anything it doesn't really do anything with the lights it, it, no but it's still it, a lot of stimulus it, it affects concentration like i think concentration <laughs> like it's just it's just hard like what's makes you going sleepy. on yeah it's just really hard. it's like a cloud that you have to cut through in order to get back to normal i'm like oh these two two things don't mix but it hey. happens all the time on the internet where like when i'm playing heroes some of the, like people often you know make a mistake and play and then you'll say oh sorry guys i'm high like, okay. that, that happens often and i'm like how are you playing this game while high? like i cannot do i've tried it i it's, cannot do it it's just practice that's all i was listening to the joe rogan podcast which i've just started listening to along with a hundred million other people uh yeah. and someone asked him because he smokes a lot of weed that joe rogan was like how do you have conversations with people Spoken reading, he's like, and Joe Rogan was like, tons of practice, man. He's like, I'm a fucking stoner. He's like, I'll do it right now. He's like, where? I got some weed here. And he's just like, <laughs> because it's like he's been doing it so long. So yeah, I guess spoke, so. I guess so. I'm a little too scared to become like a practice stoner. I'm I'm like a once a month kind of guy. Yeah, I feel like that's more. Reason. Hey, I just thought of something that did happen to me last week, which is sort of funny. So I had, I might have mentioned it before, but I have, I guess, like kind of a liver liver problem. So I had a liver biopsy. Oh, sounds uh, hilarious. It's not, well, the funny Can part. Can I ask you a question about your liver before you get into it? Uh, sure. Has it ever hurt you? Has it ever caused no. any pain or discomfort? Okay. No, no. It's just like you get a blood test and your doctor's okay. like, man. So I still have a discomfort in my left side. And I'm, one, I'm wondering if it isn't my liver. Probably right? gas. We're not WebMD. Yeah. D- it's no, like, I'm banned from WebMD. That's how I got my anxiety no, attack. Web it's literally yeah, WebMD. from WebMD. If you have it, just go see your doctor if you have an issue. That's what you do. Yeah, no, I know. <clears throat> but what was funny, so this hadn't happened to me before. I've, I've been in the hospital a few times for random stuff. And uh, and I think as I'm getting... You have a wing named after the Hodgins family. Yeah, well, yeah, for like, yeah, 
broken oh, bones. Though that, well, that's, my, my dad has been in for lots of injuries. Um, oh. <clears throat> anyways, well, so I was going to say, so I get in there and it's like a little bit of a procedure. They put like an IV in you and you have to go in like an operating room kind of thing. Even though they're just sticking like a giant needle in your guts, it doesn't feel very nice, I'll tell you. But they put the IV in and then I was like, I was all psyching up in my head because I had this done like, 16 years ago and it was not a pleasant experience i was getting all nervous you know <clears throat> they put the iv in you know in your arm and you're waiting there and then all of a sudden i start to feel really like nauseous and and i was like oh man i was like i don't feel good and then i like put my hand down i put my head down on this desk that was in front of me <clears throat> and the nurse is like it's like are you okay and i'm, I'm like oh, i don't feel good and then as it i was out and i woke up like minutes later in a bed uh and that never happened to me before i just full-on fainted and wow. I was like, "Wow, look at that!" Wait, it was sorry, what happened prior, leading up to it. Oh, sorry, I missed it. I was. I think I literally Did was they give just you anesthesia, my... or was no, it just it's pure no, no. vanilla fainting. No, just fainting because the IV was not connected to anything. It's just literally they just set it up. They put the needle in my arm so that they could connect like saline or whatever to it during the procedure okay. or whatever they want to or whatever. If something goes wrong, they need to give you an IV. Okay. And then I, yeah, I literally just fainted from the needle. And then, but the one interesting thing was that, like, I felt like shit right before. Like, I was, like, really nervous, getting all in my head, and then felt like I was going to oh, puke. anxious. So the biopsy means they put the needle in to take a sample out, right, from your liver? Yes. Now, that hadn't happened yet. I was just in the waiting room, basically. Yeah. Uh, but the but idea then, of a needle going in that deep to touch your liver is kind of freaky. Like, it is freaky. Yeah. Well, the whole thing is not fun. And then, but then I woke up, and uh, with some... With some nurse, like this guy was looking over me and he's like, oh, wake up. And he's kind of patting me on the chest. And I'm like, I kind of wake up. And I have this moment where, and I, I felt great. After I woke up, I felt like so relaxed, so calm. You were having an anxiety attack. Yeah, probably. At, and that, that's how I felt after my anxiety attack. Let me finish I, the story already, for God's sake. <laughs> and then I felt super great, super relaxed, like a million bucks. And I was like, is it over? And I got, oh, no, no, we haven't even started yet. <laughs> Oh, I went through all this like anxiety stuff. The anxiety didn't really... come all spilling back then. <laughs> no, no, actually, like it, it went pretty good. But then I almost passed out again while they're doing it because it's like then they go and they stick these needles in you and they inject in the freezing, right? Okay, which kind of yeah. burns. And then after that, you don't feel too much. But the thing is, you can still it doesn't feel pain, but you can feel stuff moving around. And I'm like, I felt like I could feel that goddamn needle going in my liver. Like it didn't hurt, hurt. But you're like, oh, this no, is not I know. Right. I've not been to... frozen before. Like I've had even teeth frozen where they're pulling out the teeth. And it's like you're not feeling the pain anymore. But you're like, that shit doesn't not, feel right. You know? It's not nice. No. But, yeah. like, but don't they have to pierce your muscle wall to get at your liver? Yeah. And it's like you can feel stuff going. You could feel the thing yeah. going in you. And, and it, there like, isn't just, like a nice little hole where they can just get to your liver without actually having to cut your muscle. No, no. Like, but I mean, honestly, like it, like the, the market left is just like a tiny little. It's like nothing, basically. But no, but you feel it, I guess. It's more like you know, <laughs> it's not nothing to have something penetrating, not just your skin, but your muscle wall. No. Right. right? In, and I'm, in, I'm, into, I'm curious. Into, what bad and into <laughs> your in, an internal organ like that's the thing it's like it's uh, you feel it like deep and the <clears throat> like and then at one point and then it's like this the, the the thing that takes the chunk of your liver out just goes like chonk like it makes this big noise oh, and then the guy was like oh, wow. was like good and he's like good news we're half over and i was like half because they were taking two samples <laughs> like god damn it I did thought you have the good. option to go under and chose not to? No, no. And that's a whole... Yeah, they were. They said they could have gave me some, like, doping me out drug, like, to make me, like, half. And then I was yeah. like... 
I knew that was an option, but this other doctor was like, no, no, we don't do that for this. And I was like, okay. And then at that point I was like, all right, let's just, let's just do this. And, and then, uh, but yeah, so, I almost passed so, out again. So they, like, they take out, they take that, they take that out in order to see what's in your liver, right? Yeah. So then they'll like put it in a microscope or whatever and be like, oh, you've got this XYZ disease. Uh, so hopefully, I, hopefully, it's I was on WebMD a few days ago looking up liver symptoms. No, no, don't do that, man. You're gonna be like, it's cancer. You, you just go to your he doctor. Was, he was doing it for you. The thing that I was freaking out about was that because um, I was sick two weekends ago, so I took a lot of Buckley's and has a lot of acetophetamine, which is really bad for your liver. And I was like, you know, maybe I take too much like Tylenol. Overall, my liver hates it. That shit's really bad for your liver. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff bad for your liver, but I would no, but also say, your generally speaking, dose is like ten Tylenol in a day. Yeah, don't take like, more don't than that. It t- says but it. it's so easy to pop two or three, and you're like, you know, you're already like almost fifty percent there on your daily dose. Yeah, but that's why you gotta like read the yeah. instructions and don't do it. But I mean, even that, like, my brother's brother in law is a doctor, and he said that there there's still a fair amount of like sort of insurance built into that. Like, yeah. if you take twice dose, you're probably not gonna die uh but like right. yeah okay. don't do just don't do it it's oh good there's, there's, there's an idiot buffer okay good. there is an idiot buffer but that's not the same probably you fine kill, but you but the thing is with the buckley's because i didn't really you're supposed to put in a spoon and have two tablespoons and then no more than i think it says four to six tablespoons a day but i was kind of just slurping it from the bottle and you i probably was worried i had a little too much it's if it's if something's over the counter, like you're gonna have to do a lot of it to really mess yourself uh, up. Like, uh, well, I mean, like probably not die, but my liver probably just has you know like it's like ten percent shittier now or something like whatever. that. Whatever. I mean, you don't hardly drink any alcohol. That's the, that's the worst. Yeah. A lot of people, you know, that's bad stuff for you. Your 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 dad's liver is way worse than yours. Put it that way. Sweet, take that, dad. Dad. All right. He's a- all right, anyway, let's. Get thanks to, for sharing uh, this story. Sorry, I interrupted so much, but oh, liver, whatever. It's, I'm really interested in liver stuff because I have generalized discomfort in the area where the liver is. So. Yeah, but there's a lot of stuff in that whole area: your intestines, your stomach. Oh, I know. It could be you anything. know everything's down there. It could just, so be just like, back problems manifesting. It, yeah, it's so, probably it could yeah. be a bad piece of sausage. Ate. That's that's what it could be. I just imagine that we started with like a hundred listeners, and then and then as it went on and just got increasingly painful. Uh, and then Bo's like, and then they pierce the muscle wall, and you just see the numbers just go down, down, down. And then, that's not that then, graphic. And then at the end, at the end, we're just left with Monica. Hi, Monica. <laughs> Thanks for sticking it out. She wants Thanks us, for... uh, Monica, who's a moderator for our show and live for our listeners, and also just someone who's a general superstar in various podcasting communities. Shoot. Um, she wants me to talk about the Satyrs. And. That was core. It's not this show. We talked about satyr penises for a good thirty minutes because I brought it up. Is that how you but say we it? Won't do it here. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. So, <laughs> so in Greek it's times, like, you know, you know, like were, pan, like sat- satyrs or satyrs were were these um, half goat, half man with giant erections. Yeah. And after, after in the Greek theater, you know, you'd watch uh, Sophocles, uh, like Oedipus Rex or the Oristia. They'd have a satire play afterwards, a comedy, and it would be a bunch of dudes dressed up as these half goat men with giant dongs, and then they try to <laughs> fuck women, but then the women would drag. It's comedy, you know, just like that comedy trope that we have now. But two thousand years ago, they had these massive dongs, and if you go to the Wikipedia page 
mm. for satyrs, there's a whole bunch of penises. And there's even one where the satyr's like jacking himself off so hard. This is like on Wikipedia. It's hilarious. And it's like a it's like etched on a pot or something like that. Like it's, <laughs> it's incredible. You should, everyone should look at this. It's but ah, the culture. So I said I wasn't gonna talk about it, and I'm talking about it. But it's a satire play is also entomology for what we know as satire. Mm. So satire plays often lampooned and made fun of the people of the day, the politicians and things of that. So satire plays is an important part of our current, you know, in history informs a lot of what we enjoy today and how it's not that different. Crofton, I can tell his, his, the color of his face changed, so he's got a white window open on his computer, and he's looking for <laughs> yeah. he's looking at Wikipedia for sure. Um, I just was like so so because I knew a lot about those mischievous scamps from like either Shakespeare's plays or the Hercules cartoon when I was a kid or <laughs> whatever. I don't remember uh, the erections in the Hercules cartoon, though. but like I don't remember anything about the penises. But oh, Bo we, we, did, not we didn't r- leave in Greek times. Yeah, yeah, Bo is not wrong. There's there's at, right eight pe- the there's at least eight erect penises. And even in the opening line, satyrs, known for being half men, half goats with giant pe- erections. Per- no, permanent. The word was permanent erections. They're, oh, they're, they're permanent. They're not even, like, temporary. It's unfortunate. Permanent would... erection. That would not be comfortable. Yeah. No, it would Anyways, not be. Speaking of um, permanent erections, I think it's time to select <laughs> a random topic. Yes, indeed. So as you guys recall, the system now is that one of us chooses one and the other two are unaware of what that is, but it is brought to us by a bird from the heavens. Oh, that's right. Shit. A heavenly bird. Maybe it should be the brought on the giant of a satire. A satire. But so because this is yeah. a, a satire, um, a satire or satire, uh, I don't know how to say be, it. Because this is an audio show, Michael, what sounds it, would it's hard be, to make a sound of a satire? Well, I mean, is it, note is, it, is, it is it clank along the, the bark of the trees nah, like as it a, runs uh, through the woods? I guess maybe we <laughs> like a bike, like a bike spoke. You know, you put a playing card in the bike spokes and that's their dong as no, they run would, through the it trees. Would definitely. There would be hoof, before going straight to the dong, there would be like the hoof sounds, right? Because they, they have oh that too, yeah, yeah. So it's like know, a like goat's a, hoof and then like a fleshy thump. Yeah, yeah. yes, a, a fleshy thump. Thank you, Michael. There's the a hundred listeners is now at <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. If All anything, right. it's gone back up. We finally given the internet what it wants. Yeah, Here like, comes the oh, bird. The bird's coming. The bird's coming. There it is. Finally. All right, now before you announce the topic too, remind me, we have a, a listener mail today. But anyways, go ahead. I will remind you of the listener mail. Uh, and by that, I mean I will forget to remind you. Let me see what my topic is. Aha! The topic today is Amazon. Like The Amazon jungle course? or the internet? Planet? Very good clarification question. And definitely not the jungle. I am talking about one of the largest companies in the world mm. that uh, owned by uh, or or primarily uh, uh, funded by uh, Jeff Bezos. Super villain Jeff Bezos. Uh, Bezos. <laughs> and uh, it, he sort of Amazon, looks like a super villain with his shaved head and he half looks lazy like eyes. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so so and the He's trying to build you know, a space rocket too, like. specializes in uh, in in I guess the 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 
main thing that they, they started with or are known for is delivery, door-to-door delivery of an assortment of items from uh, from the internet. And, and they've now expanded into multiple other markets. So Amazon Such is one of the biggest companies. world domination. <laughs> yeah, like literally. You know, you know it, it is um, funny, though, just as a casual observation, because you know we always say like Star Trek predicted iPods and iPads with the tricorders and we're working towards that. But, like, so, too, comic books, I think, have literally predicted technology business leaders, at like, in the form of, like, Lex Luthers. Like, yeah. like Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, Zuckerberg, like, they're all, like, these misanthropes, misfits that, like, what are they doing in their spare time? Building rockets to outer but, space. Like, it's true. This is not, uh, this is, they're no different. They're just, like, it's like Rockefeller, right? There was always the crazy rich person who could do crazy stuff. Like, that sure. was, that's not a new thing. We have new versions of them. Well, I think the that. new thing is that they're misanthropic. Like, I, like... Even to me, um, what's that brand? Is it Branson? Howard, Howard Hughes was like all of yeah. those guys. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. All right. It, and they were celebrities and known for their craziness. No, no, you're right. Okay. But, but it is funny because seeing that trend, Bo, like, because, uh, yeah, that that these guys and, and all these guys uh, makes Bill Gates look really well adjusted when you think. Oh, about yeah. That. He's for sure the best billionaire. Yeah. Like, it wouldn't uh, shock me to find out Jeff Bezos what we have on earth is like a holographic representation and he actually lives on a moon base that is shielded from our satellites in view and no one knows about it he's like hey, you won't and, find me in my and moon ironically base. he could still get delivery within 48 hours in well, yeah, exactly base, you know like That's, it's I mean, like the amazon shipping center yeah. um so the thing the thing with amazon is i think that everybody has kind of um a love hate relationship with it to a certain extent. They, they see, you know, um, maybe horror stories about like working conditions in Amazon's warehouses. Um, in my case, I saw my city jump through absolute hoops to become the next like Amazon North American distribution center. A bunch of, a bunch of cities were in like competition where, Oh, we're going to get the second Amazon headquarters. And you never like to see everyone sort of debase themselves for like, I'm I'm not saying they're all minimum wage jobs, but something of that nature. Um, And, and, uh, and and one thing that Amazon, and this is like something that I'm, I I was aware of, but I'm not sure everybody is, is um, they actually make a ton, ton of money on uh, what is it? Is cloud computing? Like m- much of cloud space is owned by Amazon and on Amazon mm-hmm. servers, and a lot of these other big companies that are dealing that are providing cloud services are paying Amazon on the bed. They mm-hmm. have a huge back end internet server and cloud computing and all of that stuff market as well, where they make tons of money. So again, like they've got their arms and everything, TV streaming, um, all all of that sort of stuff. Now, my wife and I have an Amazon Prime account um and uh we get the Amazon Prime shows and and we get the uh and we and we we now find ourselves ordering a lot of stuff on Amazon because we get it whatever, the next day we go out to a lot less stores. Uh, it, but the convenience factor is is huge for us. Do you guys use Amazon? Uh, it's weird because I use Twitch, which is now Amazon. I have before. It is, yeah, and Twitch but, is owned by Amazon. Um, I don't really get things <laughs> mailed to my house, so I don't really. I don't know. No, I say no. 
No, you don't really. Um, I use it. I've used it, and I have very well put of the love hate relationship with it. Where there are times where I'm like, God damn it, I'm not going to use Amazon to get this thing that I know I can get get around the the corner or whatever, and I don't mind paying a couple of bucks extra for the local economy or whatever. But then sometimes I'm just like. I think of the thing I need or whatever it is like at work and I'm like, go on the website. There it is. Whatever. Click, click, click arrives at my house next day, which is always nuts to me. I mean, anytime I order, not even just through Amazon, other places, but Amazon in particular, uh, since when you track the passages, the, the, the packages and you're like, it's in like Virginia or some like, like something that'll tell you. And then it's like still somehow at your house the next day. It's, it's insane. I mean, there, there is a, the logistics stuff that they put together is impressive. Um, no doubt. So yeah, I have used it, used it, um, and I would say probably will continue to use it, sort of spare, sort of sparingly. I don't use it too much, um, but I sort of think that I. It's like I want to try not to use it. Like I, it's, it's hard. We were streaming on Twitch right now. We're streaming on well, Amazon. So yeah, I mean, if you're talking about yeah, the parent company. Oh yeah, they also bought but Whole Am- Foods, Amazon, which is a grocery store near me. So Amazon I'm like, do they own Whole Foods? Yeah, they do. Amazon cloud services is a thing too, where a lot of internet content is hosted on Amazon servers. I literally yeah, just said that. You just said that like five seconds ago. I missed that uh, part. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyways, yeah, he did. <clears throat> so, yeah, um, I mean, it's so, impossible to get fully away from, but it's like, I mean, I think of it as the, like, I, when you said they started, it seemed to me they started basically in books, too. Like, it was, like, mostly books at the start. And it's, like, grown, and they've added all this other stuff on. It's impressive to me the, what they have on there. Now, one of the things that they do, and this is, like, other disrupting companies do this, uh, is that they temporarily like, and I, I think of stuff like Uber and and um, other other companies that sort of disrupt established markets. They they come in and they offer something at a too good to be true price, where they're taking a loss potentially, um, with the idea of getting you hooked. And and w- one of the big things was for, for Amazon was the video games in the video game market and and video game retailers already you can buy a lot of stuff digitally but to get especially a hard copy of a game um you know it's becoming there's it's scarcer uh in terms of options even like GameStop and some of the big major uh, manufacturers are feeling the pinch and that pinch is mostly coming from Amazon and what they what they did was they had this thing where you could get I I think it was like if you pre-ordered a game with Amazon I think it was like forty percent or something ridiculous off the off the main price of a new game so it was like a, your new game was eighty bucks if you pre-ordered it with Amazon it was like forty percent off and people just could not believe like why would I buy it anywhere else and like these main games. Um, that that everyone's going to buy a Red Dead Redemption or whatever. Of course, they pre-order them, and uh, and everybody got into it. They were like, "Oh, it's too good to be true." Well, it was too be good to be true. It's no longer the case. Amazon doesn't have that service anymore. But what it did allow them to do is condition everybody to buy through Amazon. And I think they did it previously with books. They've done it with other markets. They come in, they sell at a ridiculously low price. They get everybody used to buying that product through there. And then they bring the prices back up because they know that no company can meet that ridiculous low price that they're setting. And in Amazon's case, they do this, that thing when you buy something and it says you may also be interested in. So even though they're selling a game at, massive discount 
is saying like you may also be interested in all these things and you're like oh yeah i'll add this or i'll add that or whatever and so in the the end they're getting you in the door and and with this one thing and then they're making money uh across the board so and and don't forget that like other tech companies it's not just the thing you think you're getting it's also the immense amount of data they're collecting on consumer trends on uh individual uh buy buying habits so that they know how to push our ads in more targeted ways so that they can sell ads better like i mean it's that whole you know all social media has that component and that's something they're also making money off so it's not like just a store it's also like tracking the data of purchases which you know is the sort of privacy concern of the current uh of of right now everyone's sort of talking about this like man they have all our data everything everyone's got a profile they know you do this and that as an aside one thing i find funny is you buy something on amazon and then like it'll start pushing me more ads of the thing i just bought and i'm like well you stupid algorithm i just bought that thing i'm not buying another one right now i'm like come on like like it just seems so dumb to me similarly because i recently bought a car i get way more car ads and i'm like look what, it's like, did, did it not feed into the system somewhere that the car's bought? I'm not going to buy another bloody car. Yeah, that's a big thing with ads across the board. Amazon also has Alexa, which I'm not sure. I don't think any Oh, of my God. Use. Why would anybody use that shit? Yeah. It's like, oh, I want like a data vacuum cleaner in my house to, to record <laughs> all of my goddamn conversations and feed it to this tech company for their purposes. So, so I was actually – and this is like, again, the undercutting of the – the market. I was at the grocery store, and um, I, I do this online grocery order, and so I, I ordered all this stuff, and uh, I guess I exceeded more than two hundred bucks of groceries, which means that they gave you something, and so they gave me an Amazon Echo Dot or something like that. There's just like here, that? It, it's like. You plug it in and it's Alexa. It's like you can. Oh man, connect her. No, we haven't use that shit. No, man. we have. I haven't. I haven't used it. I. It's still. It's still boxed. But but my point is that like they don't like they they they're literally giving it to me. You know, yeah. Amazon is giving that grocery store tons of like here get, get these in people's homes. Like I didn't pay for it. I didn't select it, but I might have installed it because I got it for free, right? Um, I might have been like, oh, I'll try this thing. Everybody's using it. What is – and like to be fair, I've never used it. Like it's supposed to come with – you know, I could say, Alexa, play this song. Alexa, do this or whatever. Oh, and it should help me with with all these day-to-day tasks. And maybe if I had it, I'd be like – like I am with the delivery right now. Be like, yeah, yeah, it's taking all my data, but uh, it's the convenience is worth it. Maybe – I don't know. It's funny. This whole thing, obviously, <clears throat> I mean, look, you guys know where I stand on a lot of this stuff, but I'm like, are human beings turning into fucking babies? Like, we can't do anything. I can't go to the store anymore. It's so hard to go outside. Bring it to my house. It's like, I used to know how to put music on, but now it's so hard. Can I ask the computer to do it for me? Like, I mean, god damn it, people. It's like, it's not so hard to just do something for yourself that takes five seconds. You yeah. need to ask the computer to do it for me. Alexa, tell me the weather. It's like, look at the fucking window, people. Like, Jesus Christ. Wow. Sorry. 
I'm just like we're entering the like convenience of everything is just like ultimate laziness of everybody to be like I can't do anything anymore. There's got to be a solution the, for everything. What about the argument that Amazon's like winning at at meeting people's needs, and then other companies are sucking, and that's why you know what I mean? Like they're getting carried away. We're doing some stuff well. There's no question about it, about it. But, but like but Amazon's like, look, providing a lot of good solutions for things, right? Like they're doing something right. So, so that's that's not a bad point, Bo, because like I was watching Stranger Things, not on Amazon Prime, it was on Netflix, and uh, and in it, uh, in the latest season, it was it's set in the eighties, and there a mall had just come to the small town, and okay. all the main street stores were feeling the pinch, right? Because okay. the mall now the mall exists, and people can go to the mall stores, and they can get better deals, and they can get whatever, and all their stores are in one place. And then, as we know, like Walmart came along at one point, and and took like they were the big like oh look roll back the prices we're putting out all all the 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 bays and the eatons and the whatever they all went out of business in favor of the you know the walmarts uh and now amazon is eating into the walmarts like walmart and amazon are 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 kind of two sides of the same coin so i would i would say yes to your your point that yes i think amazon is like yeah Mike Mike is trying to make it like oh we're all big babies and stuff like that but whatever I'm at work if I can come home and have everything that I wanted like I just I just order it on my phone or whatever and it's all there when I get back so I don't have to stop and do all those errands that's a win for me like uh so yeah I guess I just like when I think of like I mean look all the stuff about this is a new it's like it's it's disrupting this old model as was disrupted before through like you know malls and and big box centers and all that this is just the next phase of that and that's true that's fine it's like it is a lot more efficient in a lot of ways but when i imagine like i think you know extend this to be like okay so say like now the big box centers go away and it's like it's like what is the end game to be like you you never leave you never leave your house you know it's like it's like to just be in your own little cocoon with all your little tech inputs and and then stuff just arrives at your house. I feel like this is Bo's utopia uh, of like the things you need arrives at your doorstep and you never leave. And I just like I don't know. But I do really... you like shopping? Like do you like going yes, to, to get a lot of stuff? Sometimes I don't. I, really I don't do. like shopping. Like I don't mind going out to the restaurant or the coffee shop or it, going it, out for an experience. Like uh, go, you know, like but I I don't want to necessarily. It depends what it is. It depends what it is. Yeah, because... if it's something that I'm excited to get, then yeah, I'm excited for it. Like if I'm shopping for like I don't know new skis or something, I'm like going to the store and looking at the different kinds. And do you? Yeah, yeah. I do. I, yeah. Like when I my microphone, I, like I went to the music store and I looked at ten different mics. I had a, a cabinet full of mics, and I, I talked to the guy, I looked at the different models, and that was a pleasure experience for me to be. You know, while I was there, I was also looking at the synthesizers and the drum machines. Like it's pleasurable to go into a place that has a lot of products that you are like into. Uh, yeah, a good example and then, is and then pick D&D out the store. best one. D&D go store, home and buy it on Amazon. Fa- Fandom too. I love going to Fandom too and looking at all the things. And and yeah, the better deals are on Amazon. Um, so sometimes you don't end up buying from the brick and mortar spot, but. And that that's called showrooming, right? That's a big thing that they're dealing with, where people go, they scope it out in the store, and then they go home and they buy it on yeah. Amazon. And uh, like, I definitely try not to do that. Like, if I'm in the store, I'm like, I'm I'm in it 
I'm in it to win it. Uh, but but uh, I do I do think the more I think about it, the more I hate shopping. Like I really do. I just I don't like to shop. Uh, and uh, what do I do when I shop? So if I go into a store and I'm buying something, I pull out my phone and I say, what is the best one of this thing? So for skis, if I was like, shopping for skis, I would go on the internet and I would be researching what are the best skis. Right. What, what are the, for the type the type of skiing that I do, the type of skier that I am, I would read reviews. I would go and all that. And if I... If I don't do that at home, I'm doing it on my phone in the store. I've been in Best Buy, like looking at speakers and being like, okay, Jesus, which is the best Sonos versus Sony, blah, blah, blah. And I'm writing all this stuff in my thing. But like in the end, and then like the the Best Buy comes out and says, I'll save you some trouble. The Sonos isn't in stock. So you should just go with Sony or you can wait until we get the Sonos in stock. But if I was at home, I could just do that research and be like, okay, I want this one, delivery tomorrow, boom, click, fine, done, and then then, then I'm done. Uh, the only thing, the exception to that would be clothes shopping uh, because, uh, again, like sometimes you just don't know until you – until you see it and uh, if you're just it buying, on, sure. yeah or try it on or whatever but don't get me wrong i hate clothes shopping and if there was a way that i could possibly like amazon it and be happy with everything then i would do that yeah i mean yeah. like it's I, I basically like i don't shop a lot to begin with um so and that includes amazon like it's rare that i, I don't buy much really but I don't know. I, I if I if occasionally I'm in the mood, I'm like I feel like I want to get the thing. I'll go. Like I mean, I um, have been into baking bread lately, and there's like this fancy kind of like cookware <laughs> store mm-hmm. near here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'll bake you a loaf sometime, Bo. I make some nice sourdough. All right, uh, I'll hold you to that. Yeah, and uh, and but it's not far. And I walk down on the main street, and I get look, and it's like oh, because I was like I wanted a big tub to carry my flour in because I have like a whole big bunch of flour uh and i was like you know and they had like all these different kinds like oh yes i never get this one giant tub walk i mean i could have gone on amazon bought the thing someone would have but i'm like whatever it was sort of pleasurable to go and not quite know what you want like i i mean there's room for both and uh it's it's also funny this is sort of uh, it's related but sort of an aside because a lot of people uh, pointed this out to me you know that amazon like this is not a new idea like mail order catalogs have been around for a long time and apparently like in the 50s 60s like mail order catalogs were huge because there's a lot of places that didn't have stores and it's like so you get your catalog there and you look through it you could buy you could buy houses in the catalog um my my wife's uncle who's recently uh deceased he had this house that was bought through a sears catalog in like 1952 or something like that and he had a designated like a historic site there were only six of them but you, it arrived in kits like you bought the house through a mail order catalog <clears throat> it's like do that amazon uh, actually I'm i wouldn't be surprised like, if yeah, you could. honestly <laughs> i wouldn't be surprised either uh but i mean all to say like that idea is not a new idea that's an old idea right to be like I want this thing. Here's pictures of it. Here's the price. Send it to my house. Like that's not new. Um, what is new is the speed and efficiency which which with which they've done that. Um, and and I think that's where they have really leveraged technology in an impressive way, which you got to give props to. Um, and also, as an interesting crafting, you're talking about like Ottawa was kind of like bending over backwards to try to get this, you know, Amazon 
store, which everybody knew they were never. This city was never going to get in a hundred years, but they were still like, "Please, Amazon will suck your dick." <laughs> your satire, like, dick. It's true. It's like we were debasing ourselves to get this stupid, shitty employee here. It's like who cares? But then what I thought was funny. So I happened to be in the summertime. I was driving with this friend of the family to return some scaffolding out to his barn. <laughs> I, I like how all Mike's stories are like, so I was baking bread and then I had to take this thing and then I my, my friend's uncle who's now deceased, but we have to take scaffolding to his barn. Yeah, so my uh, yeah friend of the families, Gordon Fraser, at Bo, did you, did you ever have him as a biology teacher? He oh was my a god, biology. he's still alive? Yeah, he's, he's you were, let me you were, scaffolding. Okay, hang on, you've added to this legend here. <laughs> You're baking bread and then dropping scaffolding off to the bread a, and the scaffolding a high school teacher that we both had over 20 years ago. He okay. was uh, he's a friend of the family. I knew him since he was since I was a little kid. Gotcha. But anyways, so uh, so I just had to go with him, and we're driving out towards. Um, that doesn't matter for anyone listening, but out, on the highway outside of Ottawa, mm-hmm. and then we passed this giant building that had not been there last time I was out there, and I was like, holy! I was like, what the hell is this building? It was huge, and he was like, oh, that's like the Amazon warehouse. And I was like, really? And, and I had no idea this was happening. It seemed quite outside of town. Like it was a massive. Like I like I'm talking. It was football fields long, and I was very impressed to see this thing. I was like, and then I was like, and I think it went up pretty quick. So that that that's not their headquarters by any stretch. It's just they need this massive warehouse where land was cheap in in a place with good highways. So, but it was crazy to see it. It's just like this huge, huge building. that's just going to be filled with boxes and just like pumping out to everyone's houses all over. But I mean, I guess they have to have these warehousing facilities like for basically any big city that they're feeding. Right. Well, the and I think some, it somewhere. I think some of the horror stories that came out were about like the working conditions in some of those warehouses. Like I was like crazy low wages, no bathroom breaks and like, you know, people pissing in the aisle. Like there's all sorts of, it was, it, uh, it's supposedly better, like it led to action by you know the company. Uh, bad press tends to do that, but um, but yeah, like uh, I, I agree. T- getting back to Mike's earlier point about the um, the magazine, the consumer distributing type uh, ordering uh, through magazines and stuff like that, not being a new thing. When Amazon was sort of growing and really quickly, I was I kept asking people like, what does this thing do? Like, why would I get it you know they're like oh you can buy stuff online and it's it's i i would be befuddled by that because i could just go to walmart.ca or bestbuy.com or chapters indigo whatever and just buy the thing online like there was no i was like that's something that already exists it's the same with all these food ordering apps like skip the dishes or what just eat i'm like well i could call for delivery i've been doing that forever but it is like this added bit of convenience, like everything is in one place and the delivery is so quick, so efficient, so reliable. If you know, if it's an Amazon certified thing, boom, you're going to get it quickly and you're not going to have to worry about it and you're not going to get ripped off and all that. And all those little conveniences add up to it becoming a giant monolith, right? Like, and, uh, and that's that I'm not saying I couldn't live without it. Like I'm not that invested into the ecosystem, but I guarantee there are people, many people now that are, that are like deep into Amazon. And like when they bought Twitch, cause it, it, it is funny to me. Um, like my wife, who was the one who wanted to get uh, Amazon Prime, which is where you pay a, 
an annual fee for this extra service. We started enjoying the benefit. She got it for the delivery, right? The, the faster delivery. And it came with like, oh, you get now you have the streaming service. They have Amazon Prime Video. And then it was like, oh, Twitch. And you get these free – like I go on my Twitch account and I, I'm like some certified – guy i'm never on twitch and i get these games given to me like every month for being a twitch prime subscriber so they're they're getting you on every avenue of your life they're trying to find ways to get 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 you uh so it just feels like an omnipresent corporation and that always makes me feel like i need to take a shower well yeah but the thing is that you're not thinking about um that you do think about with amazon is that um Amazon is very visible in what it's offering you and what it's doing, but a lot of organizations that have their fingers and everything are not really visible to you. I think one of the biggest ones is General Electric. They're literally in like every pro, like they have a huge reach in terms of the businesses that they own, right? Like we're talking about scoping out, like Amazon chooses to market all of the things that it gives to you as Amazon. For the most part. Now it's not Amazon Twitch, but there's other companies that affect your life in huge ways that you don't think about in the same way that you think of Amazon. So maybe it makes you sick just because it's in your face and there's a narrative around it. But there, this is there are, Amazon's I mean, not like the only kind of company that 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 is a mega corporation that is involved with products and services many different ones in your life even if it's indirectly for like for sure that that is absolutely true and there's all kinds of like giant corporate middlemen that we've never heard of that are involved in all kinds of shit like absolutely but um i mean i feel a bit like when robin says makes me feel it makes me feel a bit dirty too because you know i just feel like if you think about a company you know becoming so it's like so it's so efficient destroying competition because can't compete with their prices, can't compete with their efficiencies, you know. And then, and then, if if the end end result of that is like, so they're, they're probably the, you know, the biggest uh, distributor of goods goods in the world. I would assume now. Um, I don't know how they compare to like Alibaba. I always don't want to forget like China because that's apparently it's just it's a huge market in itself and it's the same kind of thing. Sure. But anyways, get so big enough, <laughs> so you're like, okay, yeah. So like Walmart goes away. All these stores goes away. Everyone's like, why would I go to these stupid stores anymore? I just think stuff comes to my house. And I just think it's it's sort of almost like the smaller analogy of like, of like um, you know, Crofton said about the video games. Like first they give you the video games, they're all cheap and and good. And now you're used to it. And now they, char- they charge whatever you want. So I feel like it's like, sure, imagine 50 years. We just going to the store is a thing of the past. Great delivery. At some point they're like, why do we have to start? Uh, we can sort of price the way we want. Like, like any one company that controls everything is what you call a monopoly, and it's like that's generally bad. And governments oftentimes bust up monopolies. And it's like if so, if you say like companies too good at something, it's like yeah, they're too good at something. And then once they control everything, it's like well, they can do what they want, um, you know. And and then you're just counting on that company's goodwill to offer you good prices but like at that point they could do what they want i'm not saying that that's what's gonna happen but i'm also like it it, it doesn't smell like doesn't pass the sniff test to me as something that's good for the world to be like oh you have one giant company that controls all commerce like that does not seem to me like a desirable goal um it, it's too it much does, control it's also a 
like, and this is one where, where I sit on both sides of it. It's also taking, um, going above and beyond to try to take humans out of the equation. Uh, and, uh, what I mean by that is, is like, so they're looking at, you know, drone delivery, all sorts of stuff. They piloted this grocery store sort of technology, uh, where you could walk, where you, they had like these Amazon stores where essentially you walk in and then you take stuff and then you walk out and it just scans you when you go out and then charges to your, it is that is a neat idea, but yeah, um, yeah. yeah no, but and it, it supposedly worked, and they're they're looking into sort of rolling it out. But it, again, it's like think you just think about the sheer amount of uh, of of jobs and stuff like that that are yeah. that are destroyed by this. Now, again, like we've talked in the past about how many jobs uh, about about the idea of how how much do humans need to work? Like we should be trying to get to a point where technology is able to. Uh, to remove a lot of these annoying tasks and stuff that we're not in a like job. We, we don't va- um, create value by the amount of jobs we create. It's about how we take care of our people and all of that sort of stuff. It, but Amazon is not an altruistic, um, uh, you know, company in, and we still exist in a, in this society that we exist in. So right now they're just like, they, they are looking to, to, eliminate people as are the big they're part of the big four techs and and google self-driving cars like all of that sort of stuff they're they're trying to take people out of the equation and put technology in the driver's seat and i mean like i to a certain extent i can appreciate that as long as it leads to uh results for humanity shall we say but in the short term it's just a lot of pain with a lot of people and even that like because I agree with you, and I, and I hate the argument because people will always say, like, you know, it's like, I don't use the self-checkout at the grocery store because I want that person to have a job. And I'm always like, look, that's a shit job. Like, no one wants to work at the grocery store scanning your food items. That's, it's like, I'm glad that person has employment. I would be happier if they had better employment or whatever. So I'm like, like fighting for shit jobs is not something I'm going to get behind. Uh, so, so, yeah, in theory, yeah, you have to get rid of them through tech means would be great. Uh, but as you're alluding to, and I'm just like, this is not going to happen. It's like Jeff Bezos worth like $150 billion. That's how much he's worth. So, so it's like, it's like his technological leverage. It's a hundred and fifty billion. I have to yell that at, at this mic because it's like, he's one person that is obscene and disgusting. That's what this is doing, you know. It's not like, oh, great, uh, we're all going to have be working twenty hour work weeks because of this new efficiencies. That is not happening. And should it? Could it? Absolutely. But it is not. And it, it is just making the ultra ultra rich ultra richer. And I'm well, like, and can, that fucking sucks. You know, as the opposite of philanthropy, right? Where you're in this world, there's business, and business, you know, playing that game playing that game it's a you know who cares about the rest of the world like me and my own i'm gonna win it i'm gonna ace this game so i'm gonna be like jeff bezos and have billions of dollars so so even no matter how altruistic or philanthropic you get you've still put yourself in that number one position in that priority position and you haven't really solved it so that your fellow community members, you know, not just you, but your society, your tribes, men and tribes, women and tribes, children don't have to do the 40 hour work week because the 40 hour work week needs to be fucking fixed. Like it's that to me, right. Is the biggest problem with, with 
what's going on here. I, I don't know if this really pertains to the conversation we're having per se because they plan on using robots and 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 you know software and all these solutions so that they don't have to use humans. To Mike's point, but then they're just going to work forty hours a week somewhere else. Yeah, like we're that, not that, take, uh, we're we're not we have no plan to deal with the the people who are going to be outed from these crappy jobs. And I mean, this really is a looming crisis, not just from Amazon, but like uh, other things, automation and whatnot. And I'm just like, there is enough money in the world. And if one person has a hundred billion dollars, like that is so dumb. But it, 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 to your point, Bo, this would be like, if you were looking at the entire, in all of North America and you're like, okay, what is the single company that could do the most to change that? If, if instead of going to Jeff Bezos's for personal fortune, if all, let's say, like all this automation, all of this efficiencies got turned into uh, like money, like broken down bought per capita and given to all these folks, then yes, like – it would make a huge, huge deal. It would change everything, right? Excuse just me. Amazon, just one company doing that, uh, which would, would change, change so, so much. But, um, but yeah, it's it's obviously like not going to do that out of the goodness of its own heart. They're just, the rich are just going to get rich. Well, they're, well uh, they're, they're often, also right? um, business projects are about scope. So we're trying to solve. You know, the scope of our business is to solve a. It's to provide this service. It's to provide this value that people want. It's not to say you look at a problem like what we're discussing and no one gets into business to solve societal problems because there's really no profit. No, and, <laughs> like, and, and, and the, but the know. funny thing is, and we've touched on this twice already, but like, and look what happened. Our city, our, our dear mayor was, you know, salivating at the mouth to get this company to come here. Like governments are the ones who are supposed to be like, oh, how can we fix a system so that it benefits people better? But we, that's not, we've eroded that system to the point where it's like governments are like, oh, business, can you please help us? And it's just really unfortunate because it's like no one has these solutions. Um, And I, I don't know. So yeah, like this whole like one company controlling so much, it's a worrying thing. Uh, but I mean, look, yeah, I have Amazon Prime too, and I watch their damn streaming service. Some good Mr. Robot's a good show. Check that out. Yeah, but there's more uh, than just Prime to watch the fun. Yeah, yeah. Look, what? Yeah, I mean, there's lots of them, and it's but, like, and that's another thing is you're throwing like there is still lots of stuff out there, but it's like you are throwing your your kit, uh, kit behind another multinational. Like it's like, yeah. okay, I'm not going with Amazon. I'm going to watch that little guy over on Netflix, you know, like it's, yeah, it's, it's like, what's the, the difference? Yeah, exactly. To a certain point. Right. Like, so how much is my verdict going to be about like, am like Amazon is a symbol, if you will, for a lot of this. And, and, I want to cast a lot at their feet in a symbolic gesture. But at another point, I mean, if it's not them, it's someone else, right? Like it's, how do they exist as a, as a, as a company, as a service provider, all of that as in isolation. Uh, so I, I'm torn between these two. It, it is interesting though, because it is a, it is a broad issue because it's like, I think it's, I think the term's called convergence, like where you have uh, companies that sort of like, start reaching out their tendrils into different industries. And I mean, Amazon's a great example of that. I used to think of them a long time ago. It's like they just sold books on the internet. And now it's like 
sell everything, provide, you know, stream movies, have own grocery stores. You're like, oh, geez, that's crazy. You know, but it's like everyone's doing the same thing. It's like, uh, you know, our big grocery stores now have clothing sections. You're like, what? Clothing in the grocery store because they're trying to get into the different thing. They're selling electronics too because everyone is trying to like, they're all trying to be the everything store. It's like this slow battle going on and then because they're all getting in the same I th- game. I, I just think that's how businesses go when they're runaway successes, though. Like, I think because no one person can run the whole thing. You hire people, and those people grow the business the only way that they know how that we learn in this world. Because Amazon, when Amazon was first a thing, because to me, Amazon, we gave the public trust. We gave them the public trust. Why did we do that? Because you know what? Reading is important. There was a time before internet and social media because like illiteracy is like almost, it's, it's all virtually unheard of. There are certainly people who have difficulty with reading, but like high rates of illiteracy in a phone world are not a thing. And, and the, when Amazon was becoming a thing, the idea that we could get people books that didn't have to go to a bookstore or anything like that. Like it's just anything to do with reading and selling reading is always just seen as a overall good, even if it was for business. Like, you know, it's not like we're selling beer or or pot or meth and you might have opinions about drugs. There's nobody like universally nobody except the biggest ignoramuses in the world who would look at that product and say like, no, this is a, a virtuous product to sell. And so, so Amazon, by virtue of conveniently delivering your books, I would look at that as being like you're encouraging reading. So give them all the money. You know, order books from Amazon. Like, yes. You know, like, yes, put the little brick-and-mortar bookstores out of business because overall we think we believe in this good. And I think they made a lot of money doing it. And then I think that you know a lot of they hire a lot of other people who see that opportunity and then it expands into other areas and because i know i haven't really been paying attention to it it feels like it happened overnight like one day they're selling books next day they're selling everything and they're this massive thing they have you know their fingers and everything they're this uh, providing large services and it's just it's just there yeah, it's just you snap no. your fingers, and it's just through this other thing, completely not virtuous thing that I, and that's where I have a conflict with Amazon because I'm like, I like the books part about Amazon, <laughs> like I approve, make them rich, like I'm kind of okay with that because we're making people rich, making them literate, and now we're you know we're just selling knickknacks and garbage and bullshit all along with the rest of it. So I don't know if I feel all that great about them anymore. But like the but yeah the. You're focusing on on what they used to sell and what they started with to to what they are now, but like like what they are now, as you said, is everything. It's not just knickknacks. It's like hey, we talked about the cloud computing I mean, how much and, does and all books the even am- figure into their sales. Probably it's probably nothing, barely anything anymore. Like like although the Kindle and all of that market like is is a big market for them still. I, I'm sure, but like they're so huge. That there's no single bucket that I feel is is the the be all. The biggest bucket is the 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 web stuff and the uh, it, it, the AWS, Amazon, web and cloud based solutions and all of that sort of stuff. That is their single biggest bucket. Nobody talks about it. it's all on the back end. But like, um, but at the same point, it's like it, it's as you say, their tendrils are everywhere. Um, so uh, it, it there's 
there's nothing I don't I don't think there's anything you can buy on Amazon or at least a variant of that thing. Have you ever Did, had a bad experience with them? Oh yeah, but part of it was being stupid uh, <laughs> because uh, like I used to be like okay when I was an Amazon noob and people will laugh at this I just go on Amazon and be like order thing. Uh, okay, it takes me two weeks to get this. What the hell? And it's because I didn't order it. Like it's not. It wasn't an Amazon like certified thing because Amazon oh, it was a is also like seller. yeah, it's a marketplace for all these other su- suppliers and all that. And yeah. there's a that's a good um, segue, Bo, in the sense that there's um, th- a lot of these suppliers say they can't afford not to do business with Amazon. Sure, but then they. But then, like, the way it'll work is then Amazon gets all their data. They see that there's a market there. Then they'll launch something, cut it 40% off, put the other guy out of business, and then have their own thing, right? But you'd be like, like, oh, it's a great business model. I mean, like, give them credit. Dude. No, well, that's it. Like, you, they can't afford not to do business. They can't afford not to be on Amazon because people are going to search. That's where people are. But then, yeah. if they're but on then they're Amazon, the altars of their own destruction because if they're, they're like, yeah, if they're too yeah. successful, they will be. Or, so well, or they'll get undercut, like because they won't be the only ones selling their product. Like, if you want to go sell polyhedral dice on there, like, good luck with that. They're like five hundred thousand sellers, and they'll they'll undercut you. Well, it, it is funny also to do the contrast. So, like, like, look, I'll give you guys an example recently on Amazon that was a funny me trying to be counter to Amazon thing. Uh, so, and and as an aside, like, I have had on on off again hates with Amazon based on things I've heard. Like, I heard about the shitty work environment. I also heard apparently had a really shitty like corporate work environment too. Not I've heard not that just as in well. in the warehouse that it's apparently like you're encouraged to like snitch and rat on your neighbor cubicle if you a cubicle buddy if you think they're not pulling their weight like that's encouraged you should tell your boss this person's a slacker and i'm like man i don't like that stuff it's like it's it's bezos you know he's this is a man who works 100 hours a week like you know he sets the stage that's bad for society i think those eight types but anyways but if it's like so i have i get a hate on i'm like oh fuck amazon i don't want to give them money and then i i heard I this podcast give them money too but look, but I'll, I'll tell you the story we about so this is streaming me. on Twitch. Now that I think about it, yeah. Well, well, yeah. We should mm. fuck fuck Jeff Bezos. He can just cry into his hundred billion dollars yeah. without keep going, good keep bad going, and bullshit. Keep go deeper, go deeper. So so you so tell then Jeff Bezos like, to suck your dick. <laughs> uh, and then so so I was like, okay, I want. I heard this podcast of this guy. <clears throat> he was called um, Douglas Rushkoff, and he wrote this book called Team Human, and it sounded interesting. I was like, I want to read this guy's book. I like him. He's like a active uh, this guy really smart guy interesting book about technology he coined the term viral back in the 90s he's like a tech theorist and yeah. very interesting guy I'm like, okay i'm gonna buy this book i go on amazon like i i, I look at it this is when i and i had it's like okay it was like receive it tomorrow by five o'clock and i was like oh pretty reasonable price and i was like you know what fuck amazon i don't want to do this i know there's a local bookstore near me brick and mortar place totally independent kind of like hippie store sells a lot to universities it's like well oh no like michael took too long to talk and book. now he's cutting out <laughs> oh no sorry uh, you're, yeah. Am I uh, no hang on give it a minute okay <laughs> his face is frozen in a pretty funny way oh you might be back there i see you animating again Okay, so I'll try to pick up. So this, so I wanted to go to a brick and mortar so the, store. Yeah, to buy the, the Jared book. 
to to buy the book, the the Douglas Rushkoff book. I go I go in. I'm like, maybe they'll have it. This is up there. I go in. No, they don't have it. We could order it for you. I was like, okay, yes, order it. I want to support They're the little guy here. Amazon. I, no, they weren't ordering it through Amazon. I could tell by their super antiquated screen. They were ordering it through some old distributor. You could tell it was not Amazon because oh, I saw what they're ordering it. They're like, okay, um, what's your <laughs> phone number? They're like, we'll call you when it arrives. And I was like, okay. I'm like, how long do you think it'll be? Like, oh, probably about a week. And I was like, yeah, all right, whatever. I don't need it today. I go, oh, we, about a week passes. And I'm starting to be like, oh, I've got nothing to read. I'm like, I want to read this book. And then I stop by uh, like a couple days after the week has passed. I was like, oh, is that book? And they're like, oh, oh, it, it got back held. It should be in in a few days. We'll call you as soon as we can. The uh, weekend passes. Next week, they do call me like, oh, the book is in. I'm like, great, excited. Okay, look, it was going to arrive at my door the next day. I paid, I think, $2 to $3 more. Not that I care about the money. I was happy to see it go to that little business. It took like two weeks <laughs> to get the thing there. And it's like... So I'm not saying use Amazon because of this, but I'm just like, they have done some things very well. Like they've streamed long. A lot of people wide. will use Amazon for that. Really? They're not yeah. cut, like, but it's like, like if somebody, if you're in a store guys, and like, this is a question to both of you. And somebody says like, we're going to, we can order it for you. Like in the olden days, that's what you did. But now it's like, well, I can do that on Amazon. You know, like I yeah. can go like, yeah. like, why would you, what? Like Best Buy is like, yeah, we can order it for you. The same it'll, problem um, movie theaters have. Our, our delivery date is next Tuesday, so like it'll be in with the next Tuesday shipment. And I'm like, okay, okay. Or I could order it on my phone on Amazon right now and have it tomorrow. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm, you know. And in the case of that scenario, Best Buy is a big company as well, so it's. But in, in my scenario, Buy, you can go to another store. Too. Yeah, and in Mike's scenario, it's like a mom and pop shop. But I, I do think that like that there is still like mom and pop shops. Going back to my original point of like we're usurped by shopping malls and and big budget stores that were then replaced by Walmart that were then replaced by Amazon. So I, I still think that the mom and pop stores are so far removed from Amazon that like people will still support those. The people that are really hurt by Amazon are are, are the WalMarts and the. Um, and the uh, and yeah, and the uh, the Am- previous the Best Buys the Best Buys Am- are getting killed. Amazon's not doing groceries, so are they? They own Whole Foods, so they're going that way. Oh, like, it's, it's just it's just not here. Then I, I didn't know. Well, there's a whole there's a Whole Foods ten minutes from my house, and it's owned by Amazon. So wait, you can order Whole Foods on Amazon here in Ottawa. No, I don't know if it comes to your house, but they own the store. And I think yeah, no, I mean, I'm talking about the delivery. Because I, I know Walmart's oh, I know. gone deep on being a grocery store. The Walmart near us yeah. has uh, a full half a grocery yeah, store. Yeah, it's a full grocery store. And basically. I'm like, that can only mean that they've diversified in order to shield themselves from financial was, losses yeah, from it's competitors. It's like the it. same reason why in Loblaws you can go and buy children's clothing now yeah, and yeah. a TV. You know, it's like... Because you they also what, want to get into it. What's annoying? What this is a pep service peeve of Amazon of mine. Is it there's Amazon.com and Amazon.ca. Yes. Okay. Yes. They're I'm not the, they're no. not the same. And the thing is, is like it's not just an American dollar, Canadian dollar thing. Is like Amazon.com will get ridiculous deals. And a lot of the websites I go to will even give me heads up because like they have like deal watch segments. Like uh, I'll go to a, a, a video game site and it'll be like, oh, deals of the week for Black Friday are all coming up. They're all Amazon.com related deals. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are some products in particular that I've been waiting to, to, to just buy on a deal. 
And uh, they, they've come up like four, five, six times on Amazon.com on sale, but never on Amazon.ca. And I know like probably Amazon.ca is way better and more fulsome than Amazon.mx or some of the other Amazons that there are out there. But part of me is just like, look, we're not idiots. We can see the deals everybody else is getting. No, it's like I think the thing in our for face. us is frustrating in particular is that .com – will have product in stock that .ca won't as well. But .com will ship to my address again. I've done it. Like, where I was like, this book is out of stock on .ca. I guess I can't order it, but I go to .com, and there it is. And it's fine. I can order it, and it might take an extra day. But it's, like, the same price or virtually the same price or whatever, and I can get it. Like, I, I, it, .ca won't be like, well, we're out of stock, but .com has it, so we'll set you up. It's like... But you can't buy all things off... Amazon.com. Like a lot of, I have looked at, well, because sometimes I've wanted can. like weird books, but yeah, I've wanted weird specialty tools and yeah, stuff. And I'd be like, oh man, it's on Amazon.com. And it's like, you can't, it won't ship here. Yeah, it's true. That's true. Maybe it's, but it's, I'm, it's I've only seller. ever ordered books from Amazon.com. Like I'm trying to think of what non book items I've ever bought. And it's like nothing. Amazon to me is a bookstore. And it annoys me that they do other things. They do a lot of other things now. I know. You know? And I'm like, they make tons of money. I'm like, how? I never buy anything from them. Who's giving them money? Yeah, a lot of people are buying stuff do, from How them, much and do you again, buy off Amazon, both of you combined? Me, how much not do we much. spend this, fiscal, this, this calendar year? The stuff that I know, like because like obviously the direct like money that goes $500 to... did you spend? Like how much? Oh, no. Uh like because for me it's Jesse. I don't even, I don't have an Amazon account. It's all done through Jesse's account. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I would but I would say like pretty much every like not everything we we buy like like we bought Gwen and and Clara's snowsuits from like West End Kids and stuff like that like around yeah. Westboro or but but we buy a lot of like the little things on. You know, on Amazon, ah, geez, dude, I'm. I this would ballpark definitely say a thousand a year, two thousand a year. I'm, I'm, I'm like trying to figure out how at least a thousand. Yeah, I think I've spent at least a thousand dollars directly from my from our family's money that's gone to the Amazon company this year for sure. I'm, I'm a bit lower. The things I have bought actually, I bought Pandemic Legacy, which the three of us have been playing. That came through Amazon because I wanted it from like a marketplace seller or from Amazon. No, I think it came from Amazon. It came like next day, pretty okay. quick through Amazon Prime. And I bought uh, a kid cooperative game that I play with Ivan uh, off there as well. Uh so I I've spent probably in the range of three to four hundred dollars mm-hmm. in a year on on Amazon. Um, but again, like I will, like I will try actively to avoid it depending yeah, on my the level. The reason to avoid it is that they do take a cut. So if you're, especially if you're purchasing a product from a small seller, um, you know, like a board game, for example, could from a, you know, have a thousand copies printed or 10,000 copies. Amazon takes a cut of sales. And if you buy directly from a publisher, that's one less pile of fingers that are in that purchase. Yeah. Um, I mean, not like there's a lot of examples of that. It's mainly mainly just smaller stuff, but that is one way to circumvent Amazon. Like, they don't need the money. You know, it's funny because also it's one of these things where it's like, look, Amazon is essentially a, a slight tweak on stuff that was already there. Um, it's like, did we need Amazon? No. We did not need Amazon. If you wanted to get a book, you get a book. If you want to get anything you wanted to get, you could get it. 
it's like this is the funny thing about businesses and companies doing things like like did we need uber there was taxis it's like uber came in tweaked the system it's a little easier a little cheaper i took my first uber this week by the way now uber yeah and it's like now uber is huge right and it's the same thing with amazon where you're like is this a need that actually exists and i'd say no we were not without books. It wasn't like you were like, where could I get a book? You know, you could go. We weren't even walk. without it, delivery. It was hard. Yeah. To, it was hard to find those obscure books. Like there was David Mamet books I wanted. They were never at the but, bookstore. Like you could go to the library. Free. You go to the library and ask the library to buy they a random the library book. either. Like, and if you ask the library to buy something, they will. And then they put on a hold. Okay. Like, I mean, okay. that, that exists and it's yeah, free. Okay. Uh, but I mean, all, all to say is like, look, they've done a good job of, of finding the edges uh, of uh, of smoothing some things that were a little rough. That's what they've yeah. done. And it's like they did not fill a gap that didn't exist at all. They've just made some things smoother. But know? they're part of they're part of the disruption economy. Like yes. Uber and all of these things. They go into these industries that already exist and then they disrupt them. I read an article today about like there's this Jeopardy tournament of champions is happening where the three winningest players in Jeopardy history are being brought together to go head to head. Now the most recent one of those three Is it Watson? It, what? The computer program? I thought it was the best. No, I'm talking about humans playing oh, Jeopardy. Oh, humans are so Trebek. dumb compared to AI. Look, don't, like, don't, don't, don't <laughs> challenge on. Crofton too much. He only knows what he read in an article. He otherwise no, 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 no. I know oh, Ken Jennings. In a, so so what a, what, one of the three, the most recent one, was famous. The gambler guy? For, for yes, yes, for disrupting the game. Like yeah. essentially what he would do is he would go straight to the high value once he would hit the daily doubles and he would max out money quick he played the game not in the traditional way where people go down the board or whatever and it screwed with everything and he did really well um and there's a lot of examples of this in many different disciplines and like the article i read was talking about this couple that that essentially worked out the math on this particular lottery lottery in the states and were always able to sort of make a profit they 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 figured out how to disrupt how to play you know how to uh, break the game exploit if you will the game. exploit exploit it to a certain extent right and amazon and uber and all that they see these things yeah sand down the edges but disrupt them like the, these are the things that don't work like it's te- taxis it's technically all business that's what business right. is yes no but I would say that's their disruption agents, and then there's there are creation agents, and sometimes it's the same thing. But like when you create, like take Oculus Rift as a new technology that's being created, like it's something that did not necessarily exist before, right? Like virtual reality, we're creating this thing. I I often that's, give Google. That, di- I think I feel that's different when you're doing R and D and you're prototyping things. You are throwing money away it's like prospecting for gold like you were throwing money away to find the thing that gives you the you know the oil uh the groundswell of money that gives you the exploit because then you have the technological edge so well, I mean, I'm just pointing my, yeah. Mike's point about like so what is it, what is this company was exploiting the game <laughs> that's one no of the no Mike's no, Mike's point was that was that these companies Amazon brings nothing to the table other than smoothing the edges, right? And 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 my point is like like Amazon's a game breaker, like this gambler on the Jeopardy. Like it's it, they found they looked at the game and they were like, we can break this. Mm-hmm. We found a bunch of little ways that we can break this to our benefit, mm-hmm. and it it's also obviously beneficial for, for the consumers. That's why it's successful, but. Um, 
but like I, I lo- I do take Mike's point in the sense that I don't necessarily it's not a company that is adding a tremendous value to the world in terms of like adding something that didn't exist previously, creating something. You're calling it R and D because I used Oc- Oculus as an example, but any sort of like thing that you're bringing into the world that did not exist previously um uh i i think you know it has a higher value than just polishing the stone yeah but it doesn't uh, make which money is, none of those things make money until they're hit like yeah potentially like that's why they have all these crazy that's what Cybertruck is today like they brought out Cybertruck. it wasn't a hit they probably won't make a couple of them but they're not good that's not a gold vein that they're gonna mine they're gonna keep working and find a different gold vein to to mine and that you know that's They'll iterate on it. They'll find that sweet spot and exploit it. I think, like, it's, you know, that's just, that, I mean, that's part of the business. It's like finding new drugs. You spend money to pay doctors and researchers to can come up with new drugs. And then once you get the patent on a new drug, then you, you know, can make billions because that's how you break the system. Like, bi- the capitalist business is all about finding that thing that breaks the system and that's what gamblers do when they try to find games that they can win consistently and get a free ride on the winnings. It's it's a lot of it models a lot of behavior in our society, in, our, in the world, like the democratic world we live in, the capitalist world we live in. And, and so, like, if you're saying Amazon has championed this or has done like one of the greatest examples of this, then yes, I think I think I think everyone would have to agree with that because just look at how. He's rich, a hundred and fifty billion dollars. <laughs> He's very as, as rich. Mike, yeah, as as yeah. Mike pointed out, you have to say it that way when you describe the amount of money he has. It's just, but I mean, yeah, just when you see that and their global reach, you're like, well, like, who has Amazon really benefited? Like, has it actually benefited me? It's like, n- no, yes, no, it's, yes, no. I'd be like is my life better that a box comes to my door rather than I go to the store? Is my life better? Cause of that like, yeah. no, it's, no. it's marginally. Neutral. No, yeah. it's neutral. Like, honestly, for me, it's, if, if that's really the edge on your life being better, I'd be like, man, you got to do some bigger thinking. Oh, like, I think it's, you're being too hardcore on what is better. Like, well, like, is it, like, what I'm saying not, is it's splitting hairs. I'm my saying, time like, is valuable. No, no. So, yeah, it is. Not- <laughs> I don't. I don't want to spend my time in stores. It's more valuable. Yeah, so you spend like, your time on the couch for two hours shopping. Doesn't matter endlessly. if that's how I choose to spend it. <laughs> well, maybe but you it, choose you know, to spend like, it in the store, and maybe it's not. Maybe like what he's saying. I, Mike is just saying that you look at that as a wide expanse of value. Mike's yeah. position is that it isn't. There's nothing more valuable than my time. Well, yeah, absolutely. But like what we were just saying before, but again, spending like, two hours shopping in the store, spending two hours on a phone shopping for stuff is this, look, is a net look, uh, equivalent. Like you don't, there's no gain there to that. And just to pull this back around to this other thread we were on before, it's like, why is your time valuable? Because you work 40 hours a week at a job, and you probably don't need to work 40 hours a week. If Jeff Bezos can have 150 that billion dollars in his own personal chest there's enough money for everyone to work 150 billion Billion, 150 billion so but i mean that's what i'm saying so yeah your time's valuable so it's like it's like i'm always one of these times like the whole system is messed up where it's like it's like yeah you can't afford to go to the store anymore it's like your time's too precious because you work 40 hours a week to have just enough money to pay for all your shit to just continue living and you got to feed amazon because they save you 20 minutes out at the store and you want that minute because your life is jam-packed with work and you're like this whole system so it's like it's it's not contributing really towards 
making the world a better place. It's just skimming off the top for Jeff Bezos to Look, build this crazy moon base where he can because live. Because we'd be going to hard on, all. on Jeff Bezos. I had to Google his net worth uh, just to, to be sure. We owe Jeff Bezos an apology. He's practically destitute. He only has $108 billion. So, so like, we're oh, going to have to change I our feel, reaction. You know I feel like a whore now because I Let's, made myself look all like – Surprised about 150 billion, and then it's just 108. Let's, 108 billion. No, it's, 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 it's more like 108 billion. Make some money, motherfucker. Like that's <laughs> we should... Bill Gates is back on top right now. Yeah. How much is no. he? How much is he? No, he was. I, I heard that actually. That's going around. How can he be back on top? He doesn't work anymore. He just gives his money away. He Stop. owns fucking Windows, the thing that's everywhere more than Amazon. Like literally, it's... Did he still own it though. I thought he was out for. That. I guess he has tons of shares. Well, sure, like the thing about this worth is that it's not liquid cash. It's like it's their companies are in flux. Like their actual value changes from day to day depending on whatever their share value is. At least so, I mean, Bill Gates gives his money away to worthwhile causes. Like, what has Bezos done? He's a philanthropist, but Bezos. Also, to, they all do. they all are to a certain. If you extent. have a hundred billion dollars, how could you not be? What are you going to do with the money? It's so dumb. I mean, there, there he is owns something the to be, Washington Post. There is something to be Sorry. said about like you know, as much as I think Elon and Jeff are, you know, it's cool that they want to do space and stuff. Richard Branson. I mean, we were. I was talking to somebody today about like Jimmy Carter and Habitat for Humanity and stuff, and like some of the most biggest important things that we've done was is, is involves food, it involves shelter for people, it involves improving the quality of lives here on Earth, and like these people have way more celebrity, including their richness and including their, you know, vision than real people that are trying to solve large scale yeah. problems. And Bill Gates definitely fits that bill way more than any of these like. Oh, yeah. Dumbasses. He's trying to get rid of, like, yeah. malaria and polio. Like, yeah. he's actually working on interesting, you know, and Jimmy Carter was trying to get rid of, like, what was it, hookworm, some random parasite, but it's, like, actually affecting a lot of people. But, G- but- Jimmy Carter, I give it to, but Bill Gates still has a net worth the same as Jeff Bezos. He, he is, is clearly he- not giving away all his money. No, but, I mean, look into his foundation because they give away billions, billions. Oh, I'm all. sure they do. But, like, I could give away $100. It's probably not as much as a billion for for friggin I mean, look, Bill Gates. I, look, I- yeah, I don't you know. Go than, donate like, to charity because no one's going to care about the amount. No, I'm just in. saying that he he's still part of the problem. He has got yeah. billions upon billions of dollars that he is sitting on. Uh, yes, but he's also committed. Uh, Bill Gates has, and apparently he's tried to reach out. And him and who's the other guy? Who's the guy that owns um, Buffett? Um, he's Warren also Buffett? a good. Yeah, Warren Buffett, where they've made some kind of commitment where their aim is to give away ninety percent of their fortunes before they die to charities. Oh. And I'm like, and if you if you want a hundred billion, ninety percent, like that's a lot, you know, give them credit. Uh if they're gonna do that, if they're gonna follow through. Yeah. I always bring this back to Steve Jobs, the like biggest asshole. Everyone loves him as be the tech. He did not give a fucking penny to no one. He was like, It's my money. I give you the iPhone. I own you all. It's like, and now he's dead. Okay, let's do verdicts. Let's do verdicts. (laughs) Best best tech billionaire. Nice fucking seg, dude. Um, Here it comes. (laughs) Can I go first? Harder in the car. All right. Um, Crofton wants to go first. I guess that you can. You can. You can. Okay. I'm doing outros. I'll go. It depends. Did you order Express Verdict? 
Yeah, do huh? you have the account for Express Verdict? Yeah. Or do you have do you to have, wait? Do you have day? Verdict Prime? <laughs> verdict Prime. God, it's so annoying. Um, so, yeah, all right. Here, l- let me get going with this. Uh, this was a, a tough one. So I was uh, I was churning milk for my cheese making with my late uncle Dave, who happens to be a lawyer. That None of this has like anything to do with my my verdict, but I just wanted to preface uh, uh, open with that so people can relate to me. Um, but uh, but yeah, the uh, the thing about Amazon is that it in. At the beginning, I thought this, and at the end, I, I still think this, and it's still something I struggle with. It does, as a company, it is a disruptor. It's making my life better and easier in many, many uh, different little ways. Um, meanwhile, it is engaging in business practices that while there isn't like a smoking blood diamonds type thing that I can point to, makes me feel not great. And it's making some people obscenely rich um and uh while they were pushing the pace with regards to technology and perhaps automation it's not seeing a trickle down effect necessarily it is a huge huge company that's making tons of money and is a huge part of the capitalist infrastructure if i was someone that routinely railed against capitalism on this podcast my verdict would be pretty clear on this one but i am not that person i am somebody that generally is like hey is this how does this work out for me and all of that sort of stuff and how does it work out for society as a whole amazon is is just there where i can say that the, I'm not ready to to slam them and say that they are that they are fully bad. Uh, I I would be really hypocritical to say that in the sense of the like I've already said how much how much that I use them. If I firmly believed that they were really bad, I would choose not to use them because they're not so omnipresent that I couldn't do that. Right? Like there are other alter, uh, alternatives. So because of that. I'm going to fall in the in the category that is a bit of the murky middle here and say that Amazon is bullshit. All right. <clears throat> bullshit from Crofton. And thank you for using much of your verdict to slam me in several ways. I much appreciate it. <laughs> hey, uh, you took it personally. I was just telling an anecdote. Oh, yes, I see. Uh, all right. So, um <laughs> Let me see. What do I think about as someone who does routinely rail against uh, capitalism and all its trappings? Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Amazon. I use it. I feel like there's this ongoing thing. And we did a whole episode on hypocrisy. People love to like, it's like, oh, you used Amazon once and you don't like it, you fucking hypocrite. Uh, So, yeah, I've used Amazon and I don't like it, but it's convenient. There's a lot of things like that in the world, things I don't like that I use. Like, I mean, I don't like how Google tracks all my data. It's a very useful search engine. I do use it sometimes. I'm not going to, like, go to the library and look at encyclopedias when I want to find information. So it's like, again, I just come back to the whole, is it a necessary thing? I really just think that there are all these areas um, where people can find these little edges to essentially just personally enrich themselves, like credit to Bezos. He's taken a bunch of stuff, pulled it together, found some efficiencies, and made himself extremely wealthy to the benefit of him. And it's like, and to the slight benefit of those people who everything is an inconvenience in their lives. Oh, the store, it's so hard to get out of the house. Oh, my life is so miserable. 
to get this consumer product that I want with my money. And I have to walk there. What an inconvenience. I mean, I am not like that in the sense that I like doing stuff that takes longer. I mean, uh, I make bread from scratch. It is easier to go to the store and buy bread, but I make it because it's hard, right? Like there's, there's, you get value out of stuff like this in life. It's not all about like, what is the most convenient thing? Is that like your desire in life to like sit on a couch with like a bedpan you piss into that someone cleans out for you and your food is fed into your mouth that is the best possible universe of ultimate convenience i'm like no it's not and i just think amazon all they've done is smooth the edges made a few things more convenient and jeff bezos fucking rich so i'd say fuck amazon it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> don't use it go to the bookstore that takes two weeks to give you the, the goddamn book from a surly activist bookseller wow. uh, and give them some money because i think it's like it's going to do better for your actual local community and then jeff bezos uh he has enough money already he doesn't need what if you live in the country though like we're talking about like we're in the city and we can walk to our bookstore or whatever like whatever he chooses to live in the boonies <laughs> well done all right <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's that's a problem you have in the booties, I think, for a lot of things, not just Amazon. Yeah, I mean, like, if you go to live in the middle of nowhere, you know you're going to have some issues like that, but whatever. Especially if you go live on an island, then you got to get on a boat, then you got to drive, you know, some people choose that life and like it. Yeah. Bo, what's your, what's your verdict on that? Uh, geez, I don't know, man, um. I'm sort of ambivalent to Amazon. Now, I thought Amazon was cool back when they sold books and made literacy more possible. Like a lot of things that was great about the internet that were very bullish on literacy. I want people to read. People don't read. They're dumb. And then when they're dumb, you know, they... Like I think on average, even if you don't agree with people's opinions, people are at least being exposed to more ideas and more opportunities for literature. And that's great. And Amazon has that is a part of that this movement this recent history and i can't take it away from them and so i like that aspect of them i don't like the super villain aspect not only of jeff bezos but you know whoever else ends up in that spot he's not going to be there forever right he's like a ceo he'll move on to some other project in his lifetime i'm sure and he won't be doing the amazon thing it'll be some other fool that's you know there potentially so, I don't know, but like I kind of just like Mike's very impassioned about hating this guy, but I'm like there are a lot of billionaires. Like let's throw them all in the same, let's, let's blast them all with the same laser. You know, let's blast yeah. these. Like I don't know why we're, we're them too. The, see, the thing is, we picked Amazon. The topic is Amazon so all, today. Well, that's what I'm saying to you is that we picked the topic of Amazon. Crofton brought it to us, but really, we're talking about more than just Amazon. It's just. Because it's only Amazon, you're focusing your opinions on a lot of things on Amazon. But it's true of like a lot of other companies as well. If we yeah, if the topic to... was billionaires, it'd be like fuck billionaires. <laughs> exactly. So, so, so like I'm Bill Gates. The reason I bring that up is like I'm not trying to evaluate it through that lens. I'm trying to evaluate through do I like the service of the Amaz- of Amazon, and um, I do. <laughs> like I don't use it ever. But at the same time, I'm like, there's very little I hear that they do that doesn't sound like cool or good to me. Um, that, you know, the problems you bring up, Mike, are problems not just of Amazon. So I can't just be like, well, Amazon's bad because it's 
because they're the only ones doing this shit. So I'm sorry, Mike. I still love you. And you don't have to apologize. I'm say Amazon's good. <laughs> Classic Poe answer. We all stayed in our but, lanes. But, but for the record, that we totally stayed in our lanes there. But, that was total. But, but for the record, like every sometimes when I say good, I'm like I vehemently, vehemently disagree with you guys, and we're arguing. Is I feel like I agree with everything both of you said, like all episode about your thoughts and impressions about it. But like I can think of companies that excite me less, that do less for me than Amazon, that are also guilty of the same things that Mike's accused him of of all the shows. So I'm like, on a scale, I'm like, Amazon's all right with me. Like, <laughs> let's talk about Walmart next episode or, or yeah, whatever I'm else. So, yeah. on Walmart either. <laughs> so I'm good. So, so recognizing the show is going long, I do want to, uh, to, to ask Bo, I know that he said that we had mail. Uh, we have mail. Let's read the mail. Yeah. Read the mail. All right. Uh, yeah, thanks for remembering. Uh, we're, it's the same sound because it's the mailbag, but we're getting a letter dropped off for us to read. And I thought it was important. I actually wanted to read this last week, but this is a longtime listener of, of uh, you know, he's been in my, my Twitch streams. I know he's been around when we did Here's a Storm on Core, and now he's listening to Good, Bad, or Bullshit. It's a message from Kel Norum. So Kel Norum says, hey, hey, it's Kel Norum. Can't decide if I should write one really long email or 20 short ones. Write 20 short ones so we have content for the next 20 20 episodes. It's fine. And if you want to write them from separate email accounts and use different names in order to give us the illusion that there are a lot of people writing in, by all means, do that. Uh, For podcast ability, making up words and shit, I'll guess short ones. Oh, I guessed the right thing. Cool. Crofton, Mike, did you have an opinion on that? It, is this the letter you read? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I don't understand. What's All right. The question? Anyways, whatever. I'm gonna keep going on. They're confused. Uh, outrage culture, outrage culture is like most things, good until it went bad. The worst part about it, I believe, is the numbing effect it has had. A rapper I quite enjoy named Tom McDonald. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know Tom McDonald. Said it best in his song, politically incorrect. You march a lot, but never go the distance, yelling way too loud till no one listens. Okay. All right. Um, The Me Too movement accomplished some great things and would have continued to do so, but outrage culture got a hold of it and burned everyone out. So now it's bad. GG, my friends, and keep up the good work. So Kel Norum says that outrage culture is a bad thing, and that's what he wanted to contribute. So there's no real questions, but if you have comments. No, but that's awesome. When somebody has their own verdict on something we've discussed and wants to uh, spell it out, I'm always all ears. Thanks for the email. Most people are usually too shy. Even like when they write in and talk to us or we talk to them, they never want to actually give a verdict like we do. And it makes me feel like we're like the only three assholes in the universe (laughs) they <laughs> want to like engage in this kind of part discussion. We're like, suck my dick, Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Everyone wants to say that to Jeff Bezos. I think we might be the only three. I, I've really never heard once anyone say that. But like, no one else wants to get banned from Twitch. I guess for it. <laughs> it's like he's in his moon base, and his assistant comes in, and he's like, "Sir, sir, there's a stream on Twitch, and one of the hosts on there said, suck my dick, Jeff Bezos.'" <laughs> and then, and then Jeff Bezos. Is about to hit the demand button. He's like, but he also thought you were worth 150 billion instead of only 108 billion. He's like, oh, oh. No, I'm the cut of this guy's gym after all. I'm richer than I am. 
150 billion. <laughs> wait, wait. I have a Mars base and not this scrawny moon base. They just corrected his ne- your net worth. They've got it back down to 108. Oh, shut him down now. Shut him down. <laughs> well, uh, thank you, Kelnorum. Is that what he goes by? Yeah, Kelnorum. Uh, write the letter, much appreciated. Uh, and anyone else there li- listening, if you would like to get in touch with us and write us a letter, tell us your verdicts. Uh, we would much appreciate that, and we'd like to read it on the air. So please get in touch with us if you'd like to. You can go to our website, goodbadbull.com, and there you can find all the ways to reach us. Email goodbadbull at gmail.com. There's the Twitter at goodbadbull. There is apparently still Facebook, though I hate it, as you would know by listening to me. Uh, you can like us there. Uh, and then, of course, if you haven't subscribed to the show, please do so. Google Play, iTunes, Spotify. And we still do have a Patreon account. And many thanks to our patrons who keep the show going. We really appreciate the support. That's patreon.com slash goodbadbull. And uh, Bo, people want to follow what you're up to. Where do they go? What do they They do? They can follow me on a social media site called Twitter, whose CEO I actually kind of dig his vibe. Have you ever listened to the interviews with Jack Dorsey? I kind of like that guy. Uh, anyways, weirdo. he's a weirdo, but I like his vibe. Anyways, twitter.com slash Schwartz. And um, if you want to find out everything I'm doing, you can go to my website, boschwartz.com. Website or your 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 BBC page. <laughs> Brought to you by Amazon Cloud my Services. BBC page? <laughs> oh, no, no. What, what were those things called back when the internet? GeoCities? No, I'm talking like 19. Hey, <coughs> hey I showed uh, Scott Weedazine. Do you remember Weedazine? Oh, yeah, gosh, do I? I, I still have that on my computer. Yeah, yeah. Can Lord delete that. Come over and look at that. There's a picture of me with my fake rapper name, Mad Dignified. <laughs> it's pretty Mad awesome. Dignified? Is that what it was? <laughs> yeah. That's a pretty good rapper name. Yo, yo, right? yo, I'm Mad Dignified, yo. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's when's, your, no t- when's your EP going to drop already? It's no Tom McDonald, but it's pretty good. Tom McDonald. <laughs> we don't mean to laugh, Kel Norm, but Tom it's just McDonald. like when you're like my favorite rapper, you expect to hear like Lil Yeezy or like uh, yeah. Lil Uzi Vert or XXXTentacion <laughs> or or like yeah, Master P or like fucking Flava Flav, and you're like Anything. Tom McDonald, and it's just like, like what? It's like I'm, I'm picturing an Irish face. guy like down the road going like Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. <laughs> I'm a like, rapper, you know. Like, yeah. it's gonna be that'll be the new thing in a rapper, like the new biggest hip hop song would be like Steve Smith, best hip hop. <laughs> uh, all right, Crofton. People want to follow you. Where do they do? They so? can follow me at Crofton Steers on Twitter, and uh, I also do another podcast with my friend Ryan Murphy. That is Dungeons and Diapers. If you want to hear more of my thoughts on fatherhood, that's a good place to go. TGIstudios.com slash dad. I just want to say it's a good show. I've listened. Oh, thank you. <laughs> good. And if you want to find me, you can find me down at the local brick-and-mortar bookstore complaining about how long it takes for my goddamn book to arrive. <laughs> uh, and that's that's about it. So, yeah, thanks for listening. Is that, is that thanks, what you everybody. The, is like that what you say at the bookstore? Like, you're just like... Listen, I came to your bookstore to order a book from you. I went online and told Jeff Bezos he could suck my dick. (laughs) If I had known it'd take this long, I wouldn't have told him to suck my dick because now I can't order anything (laughs) off Amazon.
But seriously, it's taking too long. Oh, God, my bread is burning. I got to get back. <laughs> and then he gets out. He's like, who knocked the fucking scaffolding off my truck? <laughs> and then he's, he's like, <laughs> Mr. Frazier's going to be pissed. <laughs> but then the, con- the contrast would be to me sitting is sitting at home at home in his on his couch and he's like my bed pants filled again I wish someone would empty it for me and then Jeff Bezos arrives and takes his takes it away. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, we're not. We're laughing with you, Michael. I hope you don't feel bad. Yeah, yeah. It was just true. I think the scaffolding. I'm laughing at you. But, but honestly, <laughs> I know you are, Goblin. Don't worry. But, but you know what? You know what I find is the funnest thing to do, though, is to say, "Hey, Jeff Bezos, suck my dick." Like I think that's those are the funniest <laughs> words in the English language right now. I, I just want to say that over and over again. It is a bit crude now that I've heard it so many times. <laughs> um, a human being deserving of love and respect like everyone else. I mean, a super villainy aside, I guess. Yeah. All right. Uh, Bo, end the show. Yeah, end the show. Hundred and forty hours in the latest video game I'm playing. Are you a fan of the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast? Consider supporting the show by becoming one of our valued patrons at Patreon.com. For as little as the cost of one cup of coffee a month, your generous support will help keep the random topic generator oiled and fueled for future generations. Find out more at Patreon.com/slash Good, Bad, Bull.